Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I say that we exist to share Christ and his truth. In this section that we're going to look at briefly, Malachi chapter 1 from verse 10 to the end of the chapter, is Christocentric. It focuses a lot on Christ, what we, what he will do when he comes, his work, and so on. And then indirectly we know that it also speaks of the Holy Spirit, who I will mention um, how he features as well in this section. But let me read these verses for us and then just share brief comments on what it says. Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the gates that you might not uselessly kindle fire on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from you. For from the rising of the sun even to the setting, my name will be great among the nations, and in every place my incense is going to be offered on my name, and a grain offering that is pure. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you are profaning it, in that you say, The table of the Lord is defiled, and as for its fruit, its food is to be despised. You also say, My, how tiresome it is. And you disdainfully sniff at it, says the Lord of hosts, and you bring what was taken by robbery and what is lame or sick. So you bring the offering. Should I receive that from your hand, says the Lord? But cursed be the swindler who has a male in his flock and vows it. But sacrifice is a blemished animal to the Lord, for I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is feared among the nations. Here we see that God wishes that the temple would not be a temple that is defiled, because people here were offering disqualified sacrifices. As long as this was a place for receiving the offerings, God wanted offerings that would be effective, that would bring incense to him. But the priests were offering ineffective sacrifices, and they thought that they were winning God's approval and favor by doing so. But they were not. But God could not have spoken clearly there in verse 10, the last part, I am not pleased with you. <laughs> Imagine they, they've been arguing and saying, but what we're doing is okay. God, God is pleased and God speaks plainly saying, I am not pleased. Well, we see that the people will not believe this because they are not going to believe the prophet. The prophet is a spokesman of God and he's telling them that God is not pleased. But God tells his faithless priests and the people that in different places later in life, he would bring people, there would be people who would bring acceptable offerings to him 
and will love him, will devote themselves wholeheartedly to him, and will offer him worship. And here, no doubt, God is referring to the Gentiles, us, in this day and age, or from when Jesus came and inaugurated the new covenant. That's when people would call on the name of the Lord. The Lord says in verse 11, My name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. God was telling Israel that it will no longer just be you. Even beyond Jerusalem, I will have people who will worship me in spirit and in truth. I will have people who will worship me who do not have any physical contact with the nation, with the region of Jerusalem. And so this is us this day. Those of us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who has died and crucified on the cross, call on the name of the Lord. And not only that, we have the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who enables us to offer to God acceptable sacrifice and worship. If you look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 and verse 16, we are those people. Once again, the priests in verse 12 and verse 13 say that the the altar, or the table, was defiled. Yes, it is true. They're right, it was defiled. But who defiled it? They are the ones who defiled it. They were in charge of ensuring that the Lord's table is not defiled. They, they were in charge of, of ensuring that it was not blemished. But they allowed lame and sick animals to be offered and things like that. And they defiled the Lord's table. They they disrespected his service. They offered disqualified sacrifices. And yet they are blaming the Lord for it. Do we not have something similar in our lives today? People blaming God for things that they do. People blaming other people for things that they are not doing. God is saying you are the ones who are supposed to ensure that nothing of this sort happens. Yet they let it happen and now they are blaming God. You ask yourself, if you, as you evaluate your life, are there things that you have done as a Christian and you find yourself that you're blaming God or blaming others for what you allowed to happen? And then in verse 14, God speaks then that cursed is the one who cheats. The, the opposite of blessed is cursed. The opposite of an honest person is a cheat. These people were cursed because they were cheating God. And God says that if the people choose to reject him, the Lord will choose others. And we know that he has chosen others, which are the Gentiles, foreigners, who now revere his holy name. And the Lord's name is feared among the nations because Israel rejected him, but the Gentiles have come in, have been crafted in, as Paul says in Romans chapter 9 to chapter 11. So thank the Lord that he has saved us. Lord, we pray that you would help us to be those who fear you and revere your holy name. Let us not be those who despise your name, and despise your sacrifices. In Jesus' name, Amen. I just wanted to mention uh, at the end of this that 
Uh, I'm planning to take a break uh, for the whole of next week. So we'll not be doing any devotionals for for a week, but we'll be studying, preparing to finish Malachi and doing other work that um, that I have to do. But then after next week, Lord willing, we will pick up from Malachi chapter 2.